can use a vacation. I want to be romanced on a gondola in Italy. I am so ready to wear my stream bikini in the jungles of Peru. I want to trade Ubers for camels in Egypt. I am ready to travel. From WBEZ, this is When Magic Happens. I'm Cheryl Jackson here with Taylor Coward. And Jennifer's out today living her best life in Mexico. So joining us today is our special guest host and host of the hit WBEZ podcast, The Rundown, Aaron Allen. Hey, what up, though? Hey, hey. Later in this episode, we hear from Karina Henry. She's an educator, content creator, a blogger, and a world traveler. Karina does not mince words, and her joy and zest for traveling and living her best life makes me want to book a flight right about now. You won't want to miss out on the gems from this conversation. All that and more coming up. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Okay, ladies, what's a place you traveled to recently? How was it? What did you like about it? Erin? The most recent place I traveled to was a trip with my mom. We went to Venice and Rome. Nice. It was beautiful. I mean, I had been to Cinque Terre um, way, way back, like maybe 15 years ago. Mm. But um, I was only there for like three days. And so this was really nice to like go, spend time. I got a cousin who's in the military, so she lives right outside of Venice. Mm. She showed us around. Oh, we went to That's a vineyard nice. in the Alps. Oh, it was oh, lovely. Oh, you did it. How long were you there? We were there for 10 days. Nice. Yeah. And so my mom and I are each other's travel buddies. We have a lot of similar interests. Both of us are single. And so we travel together um, and we like to do yoga together and we both like to walk and um, just see the sights. And you guys like to go, 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 go see everything. Um, It's a mix. Okay. So um, my mom will stay in bed all day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's one thing she will do. She'll she'll be like, let's log into my Netflix. You know, like we like to do yoga together and we both like to walk and um, just see the sights. And- you guys like to go, 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 go see everything. It's a mix. Okay. So my mom will stay in bed all day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's one thing she will do. She'll be like, let's log into my Netflix. You know, like she's not afraid to bring her home life into the international space. <laughs> <laughs> um, I usually am like, nah, I don't want to watch TV. Like I'm not doing no Instagram. Like I don't want to take no. We're just gonna we're gonna you go out. Be out. So running. yeah, we both have to compromise with each other, which is actually ends up being a good balance. Did you have a highlight of the trip? We went to Venice a couple times from my cousin's house outside of the city. And at one point, I had to convince my mom to get on the gondola yeah. because she was like, we had taken a boat to one of the islands and um, she was just tired of being on the boat. And I'm like, but my, like, we in Venice, we got to right. get on the gondola. <laughs> like, right. what you saying? <laughs> so we actually, like, I convinced her to do it. We both took an edible and got on the gondola, and it was okay. great. She might not like me saying that. She might not like play this in front of her church friends, but um, that's what we did. Ooh, I'm going to tell I, your mama. <laughs> I feel like that is a thing I hear about a lot. What? Like edibles and international zooting. You know what I mean? Like taking it where you go. 
how do you get it there? Or was it purchased in Italy? You know, it was available and and we accessed it and it was great. Um, and then the other thing I would just say is uh, to see the paintings by Michelangelo. The Sistine Chapel looking at the ceiling. Are you at the Vatican? These, it was at the Vatican Museum. Okay, Vatican Museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you dressed properly? Because I went and they made me, they said, uh-uh, sis, pull up. You cannot go. I had a, I had a dress, I had you clothes had your on. out at the Vatican? <laughs> I had my th- I, thighs were out. At the Vatican. At the Vatican. At the I didn't know. I didn't oh. know. Okay. <laughs> at if the Pope I, House. If I go up into Kojic, Church of God in Christ, mm-hmm. with pants on, you know I'm going to go there. I had a dress. I had a, you know, like I have on now. Yeah. Um, so it was a dress. I was thinking, oh, cute. And they stopped me. Who stopped you? Guards? Yeah. At, I, there's a whole uh, business around that. People stand there waiting to see what you have on. And they sell you scarves or appropriate clothes to put on. So they sold me a scarf. I wrapped it around my legs. And I was able to get in. Aaron, were you dress coded in the Vatican? I actually had on this same exact uh, yoga onesie mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm wearing right now, um, which I mean, I'm technically covered. I mean, it's 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 a really stretchy kind of situation, but uh, I mean, full it's coverage. Full it's coverage. Oh, okay, pants. you're covered. So <laughs> you so you did, you did not get stopped. And no, you I didn't get stopped. In. We okay. looked at the ceiling. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the paintings were like 3D. You know, I'm just like, wow, this was so long ago, but 3D somehow was happening. <laughs> did you did you videotape it? They tell you not. No, no, no. To. Yeah. Oh no, they was no, they were policing that for sure. I snuck Cheryl, it in. Cheryl. Yeah. I did know. you break every Vatican rule? I, I did. Okay, come on, <laughs> express uh train to hell. I sure did. I I I, I did. I'm sorry. Okay, so <laughs> since we are talking about Travel faux pas. <laughs> Does anyone want to share a funny travel story that they have? This was actually the longest international trip that I had ever been on. I was studying abroad in Vienna, Austria. Mm. And I got off the plane. I, and I have been taking German for like six years leading up to this because of a weird story that we'll talk about a different time about my high school and the language offerings there. So. <laughs> oh, now I'm curious. I, um, I ended up. I got off the plane, yeah. and I am grabbing my luggage, about to get on the bus to go to my host family's house. And the person who was helping me with my luggage asked me, um, V. Gates, which is, how are you? It was kind of hot. It was, like, warm in the airport. You know, I was kind of flustered. And so I said, ich bin heiß, which is, I am hot, which in German means I am horny. Oh, <gasps> Oh, that hot. <laughs> and I didn't know in all my studies that you have to say mir ist heiß. It's just a different way that you're supposed to say it. It's an exception to the rule that I did not know. Any Anytime you refer to yourself, you say ich bin, ich bin, ich bin, right. except for when you say you're hot. That's that, when you say that one ist. time. <laughs> that one time. Girl, then what happened? He was looked at me. He turned red. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, what? He's like, I love Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and then he kept saying, Mir is Tice. And I'm like, oh, you hot too? <laughs> and it just. Oh, was he correcting you or agreeing? Me, okay, yes. okay. And so. I didn't realize until I was already at my host family's house. And I'm like, because I was pondering. I'm like, the whole time, like, what? Why was he so embarrassed? Why right. was he flustered? <laughs> he knew you weren't German. Come on. He knew, you right. know, but, but I don't know. He, you know, Boris Kojo is German. We yeah. be, we be over there. No, too. there's there's about three of us. <laughs> we be over there. in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, three there's of us. anyway. All right, Cheryl, Cheryl you your got time. One? 
I'm trying to think. You know, I traveled so much mm-hmm. for work for 10 years mm-hmm. around the world. Ciao. I jumped on a plane and headed to Nigeria. Landed in Lagos. Before I got off the plane, they were asking for $40 in cash to get off the plane. What? <sighs> right. This is not funny. It's like. <laughs> I saw that on TikTok, something similar. Yes. Just like to get your suitcase back or. What? To get anything. Yeah. To get a yellow card. To do anything. It's $40 cash. American dollars? Yes. They want American dollars. <laughs> American They dollars. want U.S. dollars. <laughs> what? I was like, but I only have five. They were like, you lying. When you come off, there's usually a door, mm-hmm. uh, a, a table, mm-hmm. you know, with, that the agent stands behind. Mm-hmm. It was piled high with cash. Oh. How did you get out of this jam? <laughs> Where is your ATM? Oh. And so they probably followed me all over the airport. That taught me about flying around the world with $5 on me. Huh. But that was not funny as in ha-ha, but like funny as in interesting. Well, I mean... That is a thing to be said about international travel when you just don't know the ways of where you are. At the airport in Mexico, a lot of people try to get you to get in their cab and they'll say that they'll take you to your resort. Mm. And so it was people like, come with me. I'll take you where you need to go. And I feel like if you hadn't been briefed on that and if you maybe weren't from a larger city, mm-hmm. you would have got in there. <laughs> yeah, if I showed up in Chicago and somebody was like, get in, I'll be like, mm. right. But that happens. <laughs> I don't know you. But like, you already not know. Not on this app. <laughs> right. Like during concerts and stuff, I would hear people say, oh, I, I, I'm an Uber. And I'm like, no, you're not. If you're not on the app, you don't even have a sticker. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I uh, I was in Kenya. You know, you try to get stuff in little little tourism something. So I had a car service taking me back to the airport to fly out. I was like, you know, let's just let's just run through this zoo, their national zoo, and so I can at least see something, okay, other than conference rooms. And um, so he's like, okay, no problem, my driver. So we pull up, and I, I said, okay. I'm getting out. He paused. I'm, I'm getting out of the car. I said, pop the trunk with my handbag. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, we're going to the zoo. I'm pop trunk and walk through. <laughs> he said, uh, no, stay in car. It's lions. Okay. <laughs> right. It was a drive-through zoo. Oh, I'm like thinking, the safari type so, vibe. Right. It's a safari. Oh. So I'm like, okay. He laughs. So, okay. All right. Whatever. They yeah. was going to eat your Louis, Cheryl. Eat my Louis. So I get there. Uh, she's dropping through. A leg and a Louis. I was so sleep deprived. I was in a perpetual state of jet lag because I traveled all the time. So I'm taking pictures and I got a video and i taking this. I was like, oh, my God, look at that. It's a zebra. Look at that zebra. I'm like kind of narrating mm-hmm. from my phone. Look at that zebra. Oh, and I'm, you know, because I'm going to post it, right? Mm-hmm. So this IG, this social media stuff right here, good content. <laughs> the zebra. Look at that zebra. It's so regal. It's so this. And then finally, my driver turns around. He said, Do you know that it's a giraffe? Oh, <gasps> my God. I was like, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I said, 
I said, don't tell nobody, okay? I said that. He was like, I don't even know you. I do, I'm not from your country. Right, who would I, I was tell? Like, who would I tell? I was like, don't tell nobody. <laughs> I was so, he was looking at first she tried Did to get out the car. Did you not watch Madagascar? Okay, then uh-uh. we do pull up to a place mm-hmm. where he said, you can get out. Mm-hmm. It was the tusks the, from the elephants mm-hmm. and, and monument to how they killed elephants. Like um, the ivory right, trade. Right, the ivory trade. And so... We got to take in pictures. So I'm trying to get a good picture. And God looks out for babies and fools, okay? I'm trying to get the picture. And I'm getting the picture. And I'm angling myself. And the driver turns around and he sees me. He's, get away from the bushes. Get the- <laughs> Lions are in the bushes. Get away from the bushes. I was like, oh, my God. I'm about oh. to be an international story. Oh, my I God. Okay. You- I said, let's just go. Okay. I hope you take me to the airport. He deserved every cent of that tip. I had to tip him heavily. He saved my life. (laughs) A couple times. He saved my life. So, yeah, that's that's. Do you are you typically alone when you travel? I am always alone. Okay. What kind of travel do you prefer, Aaron, with somebody or by yourself? You know, travel companions have to be chosen very carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Because even your spouse, you know, may be a trash companion for you. <laughs> um, you know, I got a few friends that um, right now they're like, girl, we need to go on a trip. And I'm like, you will get on my nerves. Yeah. Right. I already know. My mom and I travel together because my mom is in her late 60s. Mm-hmm. She has peers, but they can't walk long yes. periods of time yeah. because they're not as agile as she is. You know, they don't Active. move around. Yeah, exactly. She's kind of a, um, she's rare in her friend group in that she is still very active. That's a barrier for her. So me and her end up traveling together because we have taken the time and energy to do what we need to do to maintain a right. very positive, giving mm-hmm. <laughs> and loving relationship with each other. Yeah. So you know that's like set. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just go by myself or if if a friend wants to go somewhere, I'll do a first trip with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little road trip, a couple days, see how it is. Because, yeah. you know, you, the worst thing is to pay so much money and take off all that time mm-hmm. and go somewhere and have a terrible time because you picked the wrong travel companion. A lot of trips seem to ruin friendships. Like, I, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. realize that, like, yeah, you're my girl, but we don't travel well together. Right. Like you're saying. And so. What about you? I go with my boyfriend, my mom and my brother. So. Me and my mom and my brother did our Disney trip. We, like, Disneyed it up. We woke up at 6 in the morning, Mm -mm. and we're picking out our fast passes, what we wanted to do Mm -mm. when it dropped. Like, they're in the zone, like me. (laughs) No mail. Yeah. (laughs) And then I also like to dine everywhere I go, and so my boyfriend is big into dining, too. So we're both like, what are the best food places? Mm. And we also like similar experiences, Mm -hmm. and so, like, we'll try to find like a national park or like a natural wonder if it's outside mm-hmm. the states. So you have to find the people with your similar interests. Yeah. Right. Because or the person who, because for me, like if we don't have the same interests, I'm going to need you to be okay with me going off. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Don't stick to me. You exactly. know, because like, that is cool when people are okay with separating. My mom loves to shop. I don't like shopping. So I'm like, you can go do your shopping thing and I'll be here. Right. <laughs> waiting, <laughs> you know. Okay. When I was married, mm-hmm. my then husband understood the assignment. Mm-hmm. He would send me ahead two to three days. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go on, go on ahead, girl. Get your Cheryl out. Yeah, first. get you do your Cheryl thing. <laughs> then I'm gonna meet you. Right. Okay, and I that worked because I want to rest. Mm-hmm. 
I want to lay on a beach. Mm-hmm. He wants to rip and run. You like to lounge. Yes, yeah. I do. And so that we had worked that out. We didn't, couldn't work out some other stuff, which is why he's the ex. But that part, we <laughs> well, worked out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is there a difference between a vacationer and a traveler? You know, some people who just live to travel mm-hmm. versus this is my one vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess travelers are those people who get down in there. Vacationers maybe stick to touristy parts, stick mm-hmm. to a travel guide. And then maybe travelers are the ones that want to do the off-beaten path. Yeah, I would agree. I went on a, um, my cousin convinced me to do an all-inclusive at one point in Mm -hmm. the Dominican Republic. And, you know, it was for a birthday. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. I had the most recent trip prior to that, I was like working on a farm in rural Spain, learning to speak Spanish. Like I was down in there. That was your vacation? I mean, it was a trip. Okay. It was a long trip. <laughs> okay. You know, what I went on. Out yeah, of the country. Out of okay. the country or oh, out of my home right. space. And so we went to the DR. And so I had, my Spanish was popping. I was like, oh, okay, I just got back from Spain. We good. I get there with her and she's, you know, well, let's go to the pool and right. let's go do this excursion <laughs> and let's go shopping. And I'm like talking to the concierge for two hours trying to practice my Spanish. You right. know, she's like, why are you talking to them? I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get down in there. As she you was said, like, Taylor. I was just breeding pigs yeah. <laughs> for Iberico ham. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that is a person. I'll travel with her again, but that's the person for I vacation. have to go off on my own. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I know this is going to be a vacation. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be confabbing with the locals very much. Yeah. Is that what you prefer? <sighs> The, the Mixing two. it with the locals. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. You that's learned. when you. That's when you get. That's when you get the food. Yeah. You get the inside. Like this is the real club. What you is should be going okay? To. What is your perfect vacation or travel experience? I already. Know, you want to be Y'all with the locals. Y'all want to put me on the spot every time. Okay. Farming um, pigs. You want to be with the locals. <laughs> I do. I want to yeah. be with the locals. Yeah. I want to learn something. I want to glean something. I want to make a friend. I want to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. I want to invite the person to come to me. Like you know, I'm trying to make the connection. Mm-hmm. I think traveling for me a lot of the time is how I learn. So you want a little sociology experience? Yeah, for sure. An anthropological sure. situation. I really want to go to Johannesburg. Mm. That's like big on my list. So for you, mm-hmm. Taylor, what's outside your comfort zone to travel? Anywhere with a lot of water. I'm not the strongest swimmer, okay. you know? Like we in Mexico, we did the cenote, the mm-hmm. sinkhole, mm-hmm. and my boyfriend just plunged on in there. And I was holding his glasses and I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, I can't see the bottom. So I think that would be the outside my comfort zone thing. Mm-hmm. So I think first in the States, I need to work on my breaststroke, backstroke, breathing underwater, and then I'll... Then you'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ocean is for... so therapeutic, I've learned, too, traveling. Mm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely recommend getting getting to a point where you can get up in some water. I'll, I'll go knee-deep, but after that, I'm like, I gotta go back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what are some new travel trends that you're noticing or new ways that people have been traveling? I came across on Facebook, uh, Travel Divas. Mm-hmm. It's for black women. Mm-hmm. And... You travel, they cure, help curate your experiences. You know, I think travel groups like that, travel divas, I see other uh, travel groups um, really geared toward black women. That's cool. Yeah. My homie has sent me this, I can't remember the name of the company. I was trying to look it up, but they actually book ethical travel experiences wow. where you do a service experience. You go and like do some type of community service when you go. Can you send me that? I, 
when I find it, Thank I will send it okay. to you. Maybe maybe somebody else knows. I don't know. But yeah, and it's just like a way that you can kind of really get a sense of the place mm-hmm. and then go about whatever it is that you want to do otherwise on I the trip. That. And so that's why I'm like, find that link and send it my way. Okay, well, we're going to find that link. Coming up, we're here from Karina Henry, our magical producer, Brianna Garrett, interviewed Karina about traveling as a black woman, the joys, the privilege, the weight, and the freedoms of travel. There's some guaranteed laughter and wild stories of almost husbands and close run-ins with Chinese prisons, so you want to be sure to stay tuned. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Karina Henry, also known as Karina Worldwide, is a social media sensation. She vlogs about her travels abroad, the intricate delicacies she's tried, and her international base. I know that's right. She's giving Dora a run for her money. She's explored over 30 countries, traveled five continents, and has lived in four countries. And when she and Brianna, our producer, chatted, Karina took the call from her apartment in Mexico. I'm really excited to hear about how they cut up, and I got my pen and pad ready for my Black Girl Travel Tips. I, at one point in my life, I was afraid to even fly on planes. I was afraid of going, like, to the West Coast. I just stayed most of my life on the East Coast. And I always say what made me branch out was a solo trip to California. I got so tired of asking people to go with me. When's to California? And after that, I was just like... Oh, I really don't need other people to go with me. I could do this by myself. And Mexico is now my fourth country that I've lived in solo. But Wow. What are the other countries that you've lived in solo? So, I don't know. China was one of them, right? China. I lived in Myanmar for a little bit and Thailand. Oh, my gosh. You were all around Asia. And uh, what was that like for you, you know, being Black in Asia? I know that's not as much of a big phenomenon as it used to be, but still, it's fairly new. So what was that like for you? I had people touching my hair. I had people touching my butt. I've had people ask me the weirdest questions like, can you twerk for me? Like, Are you paying? But listen, I did take advantage too because I used to get free stuff. I told this guy one time that I was LeBron James's cousin and I could get him to come. Oh, if you want to play crazy with me, I'm going to play crazy with you and I'm going to win too. So, um, But one of the things I love most, especially with China out of all of the Asian countries, was that it pushed me out of my comfort zone. Like, it pushed me to be more secure within myself. Like, when you're the only Black person you see for weeks and months on end, and people are staring at you, like, it forces you to be more confident. So I I really love that. And I appreciate that um, when it comes to China and my experience. Wow. When I think about how you said it pushes you and it pushed you to be, you know, your current self, I'm curious about your past. You know, did you grow up with an influence of travel in your family? Did you travel with your family when you were younger? So my family, my dad is, he's always been that spontaneous dad where we would go to the gas station and he's just like, you know what? Let's go to Maryland or let's go to DC. I grew up in New York, but in terms of international travel or outside of like the East coast, anything between New York and Florida was game. Anything outside of that? No, we're not exploring that. We'll stay between New York and Florida. That was it. 
it also wasn't like an exploring type of thing. And I had this conversation with my mom just last week mm-hmm. because she asked me, like, could she come visit me in Mexico? And I'm like, of course, mom. Like, I'm waiting on you to get your passport. For Mother's Day, I was going to buy her a passport. But I've realized, especially in my family, they don't see the value in having a passport because every place outside of the States is dangerous. Hmm. My parents, they, my dad is Jamaican and he moved to the States when he was 18. My mom, she's American. She's been to Jamaica twice, but she went when having a passport wasn't a requirement. You just needed your ID. So that's right. how long ago she went. So, um, wow. She is excited to travel now, but I love that people see my life and now they're going places. Like my family, most of my family, they've been here to visit me here in Mexico. They got their passports because they're like, I mean, how can you say no to a free crib on the beach? Like, Because you're going to look crazy. <laughs> As you said, your dad is Jamaican, but your mom, she's Black American, right? Like mm-hmm. her roots are from America. So I think about that dissonance around like, you got one parent who literally moved to a whole nother country. Right. And you got another one whose whole history is based here. Um, so, you know, how do you reconcile you know, your approach to travel, uh, you know, and, and your fears? That's a good question, because even when I think about my father coming to the States, it was almost like when most people travel from other countries to the States, it's for work or for family to have a better life. So even with my father, it was never really a let's do it for fun type of situation going to other countries. When he finally went back to Jamaica, it was it was for a funeral came back the day after the funeral and then had to go back for another funeral. Those are the only times he had been to Jamaica after leaving. Um, But one of my biggest fears, this is going to sound so weird, but one of my biggest fears was going to travel and then dying abroad and no one can find me. Like I'm so, it was so dramatic. That was number one. And the number two was, you know, the plane crash. It gets a little too shaky for me. I'm like, Oh no. Oh no, this is this is the big one. I'm coming, Elizabeth. So those were I think also the fears of growing up in a black household where no one traveled. So when I first moved to China, my grandparents, they were just like, Well, you know, the black market is, is heavy over there. Well, you've never been. How would you know? Then when I moved to Mexico, thankfully when I moved to Mexico, I had already lived in Thailand and China and Myanmar. They were like, that's right next door, girl. If you want to go to Mexico, go. Just don't go back to China. So they were more so okay with it. But then there was a situation of the cartel. And mm-hmm. so having to talk them through that, um, it, it, was a, it was a big adjustment for my family. But now that they've come, they've yeah. been to visit me, they're, they're over there educating other people like, yeah, the cartel is everywhere. I'm still go to Mexico and have fun. I'm like, that's good. Because a few years ago, you were telling me that I was going to get kidnapped. So I'm I'm very thankful that now you're understanding and you're educating yourself so that you can educate others about other countries. But those were my biggest fears. But now I have travel insurance. I'm like, God forbid something happened. Ship my body back to my mama and they could burn me and uh, share my ashes with everyone and call it a day. Not a little sprinkle, sprinkle, a little Karina here, a little Karina there. On your website, you say every man dies, not every man lives. You know, word to Drake. You say it's a constant reminder to live life to the fullest and taking nothing for granted. So, you know, what does that really mean to you? Well, you asked me about fears. I'm afraid of so many things, but I can't allow that any of those fears to prevent me from living my best life because life is so short. I remember thinking only old people died. And then as you get older, you start realizing 
Um, people around us are dying every day our age. And I I was going to say, now that I think about it, that has always been another fear of mine, just dying without living my best life. Like I would hate, you know, something happened to me and I did not get to see the best version of Karina. You were talking about how traveling allows you to be the, the the higher self that you are. You know, you say you don't want to leave this earth until you see what that higher self is. So I'm just curious, like, how does traveling allow you as a Black woman to have agency over your narrative? Oh, it's so liberating. The fact that I can do whatever I want. When I got exposure to, like, this freedom was when I was in Thailand. When I started traveling, I just felt like the burdens and, and the pressure of society just started to to just break away because in the States, there's just this, this pressure to always be perfect, to do these things. Mm. Um, I love the fact that I can be free and not feel like I'm being judged. Like my international husbands, I, yes, I can do whatever I want. And I think as black women, it's just powerful to be in a space and to be able to do whatever we want without feeling the judgment of people who know you or people, you know what they say, what what happens in Cancun stay, uh, stays in Cancun. What happens everywhere stays everywhere. Like, it doesn't matter. And that's on that. I want to know just in terms of travel and your experience, you know, what country have you felt the safest as a Black woman or the most accepted or maybe even the most admired? Because, you know, you stay with a man. <laughs> this is true. But let me see. <laughs> I would like there's nothing about Mexico that I don't like. I, I love the culture, the the friendliness of the people, their traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, overall, being in spaces where I'm usually the only black person or the only uh, tall or the tallest person in the room, um, that mm-hmm. changes things in itself because you look around and everybody's just staring at you. Um, but yeah. as a black woman, yes, moving abroad it has really taught me to be more accepting of people. And um, it has also helped me with changing what I'm looking for in a potential mate. I started realizing that if I were going to to find someone or if I was going to be successful at dating, I needed to broaden my horizons in terms of what I was looking for. Um, Ooh, what was your best date in China? Oh, so, and he wasn't even Chinese. He was Italian and he surprised me in Dubai. And when I tell you, like, he had a private yacht and we went to Italy. I went to Italy just because he was Italian. I'm like, if you romance me like this in Dubai, I can only imagine what you're going to do in your home country. Who? What did he do there? He took me to the, like, this private canal. We were the only people on the canal. We got served dinner on the gondola, which up until that point, I heard it was kind of like illegal because people were throwing things. So they didn't even allow. I'm like. This man, we are breaking rules here. Like, that's how I know you like me. You don't even care about going to jail in your country. I was so mad when we got back to China. And he turned out to be like, he didn't turn out to be crazy. His ex-girlfriend turned out to be crazy. Because when I got back to my house, she had spray painted my apartment door. Um, She called me a whore. And then I even had to sit down because I'm like, in another country, Mm -hmm. I cannot risk my safety. I don't care how feeble you look. Right. That is your home country. You have connections mm-hmm. that I don't have access to. I I cannot risk going to jail. True. I already almost went to jail in China before. It was a one and done for me. How'd you almost go to jail in China? This Chinese man came. He was clearly drunk. 
It was my friend and I, we went out and he was drunk. He came up to my friend who was really short and he, he asked her where she was from. So she's like, mm-hmm. uh, which is America. He plucked her in the forehead like a raisin, just like, and then said, in China, we don't like you. In that moment, I don't know if you're trying to say China, they don't like black people or they don't like Americans. So I said, you need to make yourself clear. Is it Americans or black? He's like, both. So I was like, I'm an English teacher. We are English teachers. We, your country is yeah. paying us to come. And then he's like, right. he goes to mush my friend. And um, I had on some five inch platform heels. I took that platform boot off. Mm-hmm. And I proceeded to go to work on him to the point where people were thinking like, wait, what's going on? And so when, when I finally, you know how people say, turn him loose, turn him loose. By the time I had turned him loose, he was all bloody and everything. And then he called the police. Um, the police came and initially they were on his side because he is bloodied. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to explain with my broken English. And to this day, I have never seen this girl again. There was a Russian girl. She was clearly inebriated, but she stayed with us and translated. And whenever we were done, she was like our lawyer. They were just like, you know what? He's clearly crazy. What we're going to do is we're going to have him come in the room and you have to pay his doctor bill. And I'm like, well, I don't have cash. They gave me a thousand yuan, the police officer, out of his pocket, gave me a thousand yuan. He said, whenever Mm -hmm. he comes in, you're going to give him the thousand yuan and apologize. Then he is going to give the thousand yuan to your friend and apologize. And then when he walks out, she is going to give the money back to me. What? And girl, that's how we solved it. So when he came in, I had the money and I said, uh, you know what, Karina? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you're safe. So, so what are ways that other black folks can mitigate stress while traveling abroad and also just have a little bit more fun? Number one, do your research. You can never Mm -hmm. do enough research. And I think when we're, when we're doing our research, it doesn't just need to be, where's the cool parties at? No, it needs to be, when it comes to hotels, the location, I comb through reviews. And I know there are Karens mm-hmm. in the reviews that are going to complain about the simplest things. I'm not looking for that. I need to know, are there bed bugs? Whereas, did you feel safe at night? Like those kind of reviews. Um, mm-hmm. Learning a few um, words or phrases in the local language. And I'm not saying you have to mm-hmm. get like a yearly subscription to Rosetta Stone or nothing like that. But even writing it down, I always write down something. Download in my, Duolingo. Right, right. I always write down like something in my notes section just in case Google Translate doesn't work. Because, you know, sometimes you'll be in remote areas and the Google Translate be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shoot. When it comes to living abroad, and I need to say this, when it comes to living abroad, Please. I think one of the things of being, of being safe and being responsible is understanding that, yes, we are gentrifiers. It's not just white mm-hmm. people. And I think that the, the minute... Or the moment we we admit that we are causing some type of riff, mm. we can start to build that that connection between different cultures. For you as a black person, as a black woman, is travel a luxury? And to what extent? I would mm, yes and no. It it is a luxury, but it doesn't have to be. I think the reason why people see it as, you know, the new thing is black luxury is because so many people don't know how they can travel for cheap or they don't know how they can um, enjoy the finer things on a budget. It is our right as even human beings to be able to explore the world, but do it respectfully. I feel like black women, we need to travel so we, we understand that we deserve better. 
So even with my content, mm -hmm. I always want to inspire people and let them know, good for the black luxury girls, right? I love a little luxury here and there, but at the end of the day, I want my content to be so relatable that the girl next door says, if she can do it, I can do it too. Because you never know who you're inspiring. Wow. Well, where do we start with that interview? That was absolute fire. But I chuckled the beat down. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the way that there there was a conversation after the, the flick. Yes. I'm like, oh, we, we talked after that? Like, right. I mean, I'm fighting or flighting <laughs> in that moment. Like, I'm either scared or I'm about it. Right. You know? And that that was wild. I'm sorry. That, 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 <laughs> that, that was a seasoned traveler. Okay. Someone, Lick like uh, a raisin is so funny, though, right. as a turn of phrase. I think she said like a raisin. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, she is uh, something else. You know, from the top of the interview, being how this started from being tired of asking people to go with you mm. and seeing I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. I think that's very impactful to hear. And then from the end of the interview hearing, I want to be a representation of what the girl next door could be doing. I yes. think that's also great to see. Yeah. Because it can be very economical to travel. You know, when I said I was farming, like that was agritourism that I was doing. You can go and like live on a farm or That's you can so go and cool. live in a hostel, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's kind of a work exchange. Mm -hmm. And then if you, if that seems overwhelming, travel groups like, you know, Travel Diva, you can put that sucker on a payment plan, mm. okay? Don't act like you don't know what a layaway plan is, okay? <laughs> um, yes. So it's, it's accessible now. Mm -hmm. And I think, I love the fact that she said she wanted to encourage black women more black women to travel so that we have a sense better fuller sense of ourselves and our place in the world and it's not yes. at the bottom of anybody's list yeah and it don't seem like she coming back <laughs> right and i'm her, not her family is coming to her so yeah, yeah that, that, that. and that's a wrap for our black girl travel episode if you like what you heard or are considering booking a flight to bali right now then subscribe rate us on apple podcasts and tune in every friday for your dose of when magic happens and follow us on instagram at when magic happens podcast don't miss out on the latest and greatest from your When Magic Happens family. Join our email community at wbez.org backslash newsletters. Special thanks to our guest, Karina Henry, for joining us today. You can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Karina Worldwide. And you can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on socials at Cheryl Jackson, and that's Cheryl with an E. You can find me, Taylor Coward, on Instagram at Taylor Coward Online. And another big thanks to our guest host today, Aaron Allen. Aaron, where can the people find you? Find me on Instagram and TikTok at AaronAllen.show and on Twitter at AaronAllen underscore show. And every single day, Monday through Friday, on the Rundown podcast, wherever podcasts are available. And we want to hear from you, our magical listeners. Our email address is magic at WBEZ.org. Send us anything. We want to hear from you. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Elizabeth Cambridge is our associate producer. Brendan Benazak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Production assistance from Justin Bull. Engineering by Deshaun Smith. See y'all next week. So fun. That Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.